0: Hello, is this thing on? Do you think they can hear us? Nah, let's say it again. Hi, and welcome to the Gritty Nurse Podcast, an unfiltered discussion related to health and healthcare.
1: My name is Amy. And my name is Sarah. And we are your podcast hosts. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, Amazon, or any other podcast listening platform, don't forget to subscribe so you can get updates to when we have our latest episodes. Also, don't forget to rate and review us.
0: And if you like what you're hearing and you love our advocacy work, don't forget to go to www.grittynurse.com and click on the donate button.
1: As little as one or $2 a month for a total of $12 a year, Will help us with our monthly podcast costs such as website hosting, our hosting platform,
0: audio equipment, and the time and energy it takes us to put out good quality episodes. We thank you and we appreciate you. Hi, and welcome back, everyone. I'm so excited that we have another week where we're flying solo. Just me and Sarah today on this episode, and I, I believe it'll be another treat. We're we're trying to keep things light. Um, we don't want to talk about COVID too much. We know um, how laborious or laborious it is, and how stressed out everyone is. But um, we're gonna try to bring you something a little bit. Uh, light-hearted so Sarah what are we talking about today?
1: We are going to be talking about the break room I think this is something that will apply to almost everyone listening so we're going to just talk about some of our personal stories you know some funny stories some things I think that nurses will definitely relate to and you know we just want to have fun with this and see you know what kind of stories we come up with because I have no idea actually what Amy is going to share and I don't think she knows what I'm going to share.
0: Okay Sarah why don't you just get into it?
1: Okay, so I thought we could start by talking about how the break room is really a social hub for nurses. So we know that, of course, there's the nursing station when you're on the unit, but there are lots of things happening, you know, patients are around, families are around, physicians, managers are around, so you really have to watch what you're saying. And of course, you're at work. So you have to be focused on work. But the break room, I feel like is somewhere that you can really let loose, you know, kick your feet up, say what's on your mind or not, you know, just somewhere to really decompress where you're away from the the busyness of the unit and everything.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree with all of that. And I think it's also kind of this safe space. It's it's that safe hub where you know, You can go and you can talk about some of the things that are stressing you out, whether it's related to the day, your family, life, like any of that. And I think I found, I took solace in going to the break room and yeah, it was kind of like a hideaway space, a little bit different than the bathroom because the bathroom (laughs) affords you much more privacy. But again, you know, going to that break room, you're just like, ah, like finally, like it's It was like a little piece of home, really, to kind of, you know, recenter yourself, get yourself ready to go back and finish the next how many hours of your shift.
1: Yeah, and I've seen the inside of many different break rooms. So I think it really varies depending on where you work. I've been um, working in places where the break room is literally a converted patient room. So it's super small. It's not very well furnished. It's kind of like just a mishmash of whatever is left over on the unit that makes up the furniture in there. And and I've been in other places where it really is a nice oasis. Like there's a nice TV, there's all the appliances, everything you could look for. It's color coordinated. So I think it really varies. And I also think that the break room sort of reflects your organization's view on how they value the staff. Like whether they actually put you in a nice place or whether they stick you in a corner.
0: <laughs> well, mm. I was gonna say, I was like, well, you know, that is bold, that is strong, because like there, I've, I haven't been in any stellar, stellar, like, um, I'd say, you know, break rooms. I think, I think I've been in a couple that have been a much more roomier, um, but most of the break rooms I have experienced have been pretty drab, you know, yeah, pretty standard. You know, they might have like one, um love seat in there and maybe maybe they'll have like you know one recliner and for the most part there are virtually no windows in the break room I think uh one of the hospitals we worked at had windows and the nurses ended up kind of like taping it all over anyways because uh obviously they use the break room as slash you know their nighttime sleep room as well
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: but I mean I just think I don't know the I think it just depended on who, like nurses are inventive and they made this space, even though it was crappy and drab, they always made it kind of welcoming and a really cool place to be.
1: Yeah. And there's always stuff on the walls, you know, if it's somebody's baby shower or someone's having a get together, that kind of social stuff always stays in the break room. And then depending on... Uh, unit sometimes there's stuff that like they want you to know like new policies or whatever so they put those updates there because they know everybody looks there like everyone goes to the locker room but people tend to spend more time in the break room and probably would read things that are up on the wall or the bulletin board or even the fridge I've seen lots of stuff on the fridge
0: yeah see that's where I think I would draw the line and this is just my perspective where I think the break room should be free of you know that kind of stuff like I think there's lots of different places where hospitals can place information related to learning or education or, you know, something that might be happening on the unit. I just feel like the break room is not that, that it shouldn't be that space. Like what I've used to see in um, break rooms where nurses would post like, you know, there's a social event and, you know, sign up for a social event or, you know, let, we're having a potluck again, this is all, you know, way in the past, but you know, put put what food you're bringing for the potluck day or whatever right but i i just feel that that space should be devoid of having anything that really has to do with patient care education i just feel like
1: (laughs) i don't know like i i am guilty of that like when i was an educator i used to stick that kind of stuff up in the break room like not take over the whole wall but there would be like a little bulletin board and there's a section for like educational updates so I would always stick it there that's just what I'm used to and even when I was a staff nurse there was always that kind of stuff floating around so for me I mean like I think it just depends on what unit you work on but I'm used to that aspect so you know it's just what you make of it I don't think there's any rule either way but like you said it's just you know some people just really want their space away from the unit and other people don't really care to be honest so but one thing i did want to mention though is um i think there definitely needs to be a separation between management and staff in the break room so when you're in the break room eating your lunch you definitely don't want your manager popping in right like you kind of need that separation there
0: no i hear you on that and it also it kind of brings me back to um when i was an educator if I felt uh, comfortable eating in the break room and I have to say for the most part, I actually did. And I think that's just because of the relationship I built with the staff. Right. And, and maybe it was also just my mentality that if I was in the break room, it was more to shoot the shit versus like talk about policy or, you know, like I found that was a place that you caught up in that you got to know, you know, about nurses lives, about their families, about, you know, what, what makes them tick or You know, I just I just really tried to avoid, um, I guess, any of that like work related stuff while I was in there, because I guess I remember how it felt when, you know, I was in the break room and I was approached by, you know, let's say it was an educator about something to do with my shift or whatever. I'm like, okay, like you're now taking away time from me trying to decompress and you're kind of bringing that type of energy. But I mean, I think like you said, everyone's flow is a little bit different. But I always felt uh, very welcomed in the break room. Like what was what was your experience like?
1: I think that I was sort of like that too. It's interesting, right? Because when you're in the break room, you're there to heat up your food or eat, or sometimes I'd be, well, actually, to be honest, I'd be really busy a lot of the time. So I only had time to go into the break room just to heat up my food. But even in those few minutes, it was nice just to talk about something that wasn't work related for staff to know that I wasn't always there to, you know, talk about something they hadn't done or something they needed to do that I could get to know them as people. And And that way, we kind of forged a bond that was beyond the uh, educator-nurse relationship. So I, I enjoyed that. And I enjoyed seeing what people do in the break room. So, you know, there are people that they really want to socialize. Some people go there to vent. Other people, you know, they're really quiet. They want to watch a video on their phone or they've got like knitting that they're doing or a book that they want to read. So it's just interesting to see what people do with their precious minutes off.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. And I mean, maybe we can kind of get into like what we did uh, to like during our time. And, um, one of the things that I think I've mastered, and I think my husband would agree is, is the nurse power nap. Oh yes. I think the ability to sleep on a dime for like 15 minutes or five minutes or seven minutes, whatever I might, whatever time I might have allotted and, and wake up and be refreshed. So I remember, um, Actually, when I was being preceptored, a nurse kind of telling me, like, you got to learn how to, like, you know, have a quick nap and then go back out there. And I thought it was a joke. And I remember um, going into the break room with her and she did not mess around. Like, she ate her lunch. And then all of, like, of course, the the blankets and pillows came out of nowhere. I'm like, where did they even get this stuff? (laughs) It's just like all of a sudden she had, like, blankets and pillows and she's like, I'm going to sleep. Like, don't bother me. And I was like, okay, and I went to warm my food up. I turned around and this nurse was gone. I was like, oh my God, she's like, she's fully snoring like out. And I was, just, I thought it was a joke. And this particular nurse is kind of like a jokester and prankster. So I remember kind of like poking her, like putting my fingers under her. She was gone. And I was like, oh my God, damn, like she's fully asleep. So I finally, like I ate my lunch and just like clockwork, her alarm went off and she's like, refresh time to go. I'm like, this is insane. But I learned that skill as well. So my husband says I'm like a Navy SEAL. We could be in the car. I'm like, I just need like five minutes. He's like, are you serious? I can close my eyes. And five minutes later, I feel like a brand new person. He's like, how, how do you fall asleep so fast? But I think it's just, we have to learn. It's like another learned skill to, to make sure that you can get through the day. Cause sometimes it's just like, it's just so much information overload in terms of the things that you might have to do. And then with being in obstetrics, it can be very fast paced and very, you know, one minute you could be chill and the next minute you're like, oh my God, it's a core prolapse and you're going right into like 110 degrees or whatever, right? So, I mean, I I can say now proudly, proudly I have mastered the five minute nap.
1: Yeah, I agree. Like I have actually never seen you do this nap, but I believe you. And I feel th- I feel like this is actually a life skill when you become a parent. Like I think that really actually helped me with my kids because you know when you're so sleep deprived and you don't get any sleep and it's like you know everyone says sleep when the baby sleeps. I actually took that to heart and I would sleep when my baby slept. Those, you know, periods during the day or whatever. And I attribute that to being able to work nights and taking naps, but also being able to function on very little sleep. I think that when I worked nights, that was always me. I was sleep deprived and that really helped me. When I was in the break room though, I used to take these power naps and I always needed some white noise. So it would be a show like Dr. Phil or something. Someone always had a show on that I didn't like. And I would just fall asleep because I'm not interested. It was just, you know, be white noise. And then I'd either set an alarm or... On one of the units I worked on, we always carried our phones with us. So I'd be woken up by the phone, like a patient calling because they needed something. And then I would spring up into action. But sometimes when you wake up too fast, it's like you feel all disoriented. (laughs) And like for me, my heart would be pounding because I'd like leap out of the chair and I'm like, okay, I feel dizzy. I just need a minute. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that was was nights for me when it's like, all right, you're on first break. You get to sleep from 12 to 3 or whatever the case may be. And then, like you hear that banging, and you're just like, "Holy crap!" And then I remember being so disoriented. So I totally get. Like, sometimes I woke up. I'm like, "Where am I?" I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm actually at work." Like, I gotta, I gotta figure this out. But yeah, like I totally the same thing. And it's kind of funny that you brought up about like what's on TV and my experience. It's always like HGTV or it's like some home yeah show or like some cooking show oh I just I remember always wanting to change the channel but I was so scared of the senior nurses that if I did that I'd be like ousted so I just kind of was like yeah I like home and garden it's like I don't have a home
1: no it's like honestly like it's always the least offensive stuff you could watch like it's never the news right it's always some talk show or gardening or cooking and everyone's afraid to change the channel because no one wants to offend anyone. And there's always that one nurse or two nurses that is like, "Mm-hmm, that's my show. And I'm I'm going to come on break at two o'clock and it better be on.
0: Oh my goodness. And if no, it's I, not
1: on, like, just go just don't even be part of that.
0: Yeah, no, I hear you. Like, I remember changing the channel once. And I, I think I was actually an educator at the time. And that was like, completely my bad like it, I, it didn't seem like anybody was watching it but i was like oh i want to see something on like cb24 and i turned it to the news and all everyone's heads like flipped around and i was like um yeah I'll, I'll just i'll like put that back and i was just like oh my god
1: i think there was actually like a big sign that said do not turn off the tv because you actually can't turn it back on or something Do you remember that? Yes,
0: I do remember seeing that sign too, yeah.
1: And it would be blaring at all hours. Like, what did people do at nights? They must have at least muted it. Uh, Probably.
0: But I mean, I think the break room wasn't the only place people... Anyways, I won't get into that. The other piece that I kind of want to bring in about the break room is maybe some of these unwritten rules about who can and can't be in there. Mm -hmm. So um, clinical students, I'll just throw that out. Can they be in the break room? Should they be in the break room? What are your thoughts?
1: Uh, I think so. Like in my experience, the clinical students were in the break room. So once in a while, I'd see them if it was a really large group. So if it was anywhere between eight to 10, I'd probably say they should eat somewhere else like the cafeteria. But if it's like one or two students that are doing their final placement, I don't see any problem with them coming to the break room and getting to know the culture and following their preceptor around.
0: No, absolutely, I agree with
1: that. Okay, was there another one that you were thinking of? Oh, I was gonna just
0: say that that I actually remember um, being kicked out of the break room, and this was what? No, but this was under the same premise of you know, like it was actually a clinical group. Our preceptor was like, "Oh yeah, you know, you guys can go eat in here, whatever." And I remember we all piled in. There was, I think it was like second year. And we all piled into the the break room. We we're all laughing, having a good time. And like three of the snap nurses came in. They're like, you guys just can't be here. And I was just like, whoa, we all got up quick and just left. But I mean, of course, I think there could have been a better way to say that. Yeah, like I think clinical students, like you said, should be welcome to the, the space. But again, you know, I think they shouldn't just like overwhelmingly take over the space. Just being m- mindful that, you know. For the most part, a clinical student, they might be in and out in seven hours or even less. And that nurse might be there for the full 12. So
1: I think it just depends on the space. Like most break rooms are pretty small. So if it's a large group, I think you need to be aware of how much space you're taking up in the break room. Like if you're not leaving any seats for, the staff nurses that work there, then that's going to be a problem. Or if you're all hogging the microwave and someone's like waiting to heat up their food, I think that's a problem too. But I never recall being kicked out of a break room ever. I hope that's just a one-off. Like, I, I don't know if that's really, I don't really think that's common. At least I hope it's not.
0: It might be the, the culture of the, the organization. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But anyways, I digress. Mm -hmm. Um, So we already kind of mentioned managers educators kind of. What about um, medical learners? So what about residents?
1: You know, I think we talked about this before, and I think they absolutely should be allowed now that I know that they actually don't have a place to eat if they don't eat in the break room. (laughs) However, I will say that in my experience, I've not seen medical students eat in the break room, like at least the time I've been a nurse. And I worked in Um, a teaching hospital that had constant medical students. And I kind of wonder now where they ate because they didn't eat in our break room. And I don't know why. Like, it wasn't that they weren't welcome. They just didn't eat in our break room.
0: Yeah, like, I mean, in my own experience too, it was very rare to see uh, like a medical student actually eating um, in the break room. But I have on the odd occasion, have seen physicians eating in the break room. And for me, that was like a full new thing. I remember why thinking to myself, like, why am I so apprehensive of of this happening? And it was kind of like, well, in 10 years of my career, I'd never seen like a physician come and eat with other nurses. So this particular physician, I remember when he came in and did it, I was just kind of like I was sitting there super shocked like oh my god he's like still here and but it was it was actually pleasant like i mean i think that was also another opportunity to team build to to learn something different because i think i would say you know that's where you might also get to ask questions about something that you might have not known or or you might have had um no i don't want to say an assumption but you might have had you know some questions about something that might be i'm not saying always an ideal space to bring it up but like let's say the conversation started. I think that's fair. And I think also you just get a different perspective and a different take having that type of relationship. And I think uh, I thought it was pretty cool.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So okay, what's your take on the fridge situation? I want to know what you think about the fridge in general. And like, did you ever have enough space for your lunch? And how did that work? Well, the
0: fridge always, every, t- every time I got to the fridge, for whatever reason, it always looked like Jenga, right? Like, mm-hmm. pull something out, something might fall over, or there might be some, like, old sandwiches in there that have been there for God knows how long. I always used to have to put my food in, like, you know, the 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 storage containers for where you put, like, vegetables and fruits.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. So, the side.
0: Space. But other than that, like, it's always been a crap show it's always like the worst white boring fridge that you've ever seen and just like it's always about capacity capacity is always an issue
1: I saw this meme online recently and it was like um it was a picture of the fridge and you know how everybody has those lunch purses that they bring like especially women there's these lunch purses that are giant ass they are so big they take up so much space and some people like were ridiculous like they had these things that almost looked like coolers and they would shove it into the fridge and it's like actually probably five people could have fit their lunch in the space that your one cooler is taking up and I used to get so annoyed because like you I couldn't fit my lunch so I would take out the containers just of the stuff that needed to be refrigerated and I look in other people's bags when they open them and there's like I'm not joking like half a loaf of bread. Like, I'm like, are you literally bringing your kitchen with you? Like, can you not put, put this in the smaller containers? So like literally half a loaf of bread, um, a jar of peanut butter, and they would just open it and like take a little bit and put it on the bread. There would be like a bag of carrots in there and like a water bottle. And I'm like, what part of that actually (laughs) needed to be refrigerated? And why can't I fit my lunch in there? It's because of you. But then of course I couldn't say anything because she was a senior nurse. Oh dear. So I just learned to like take out like stuff that was like meaty or like dairy and take those little containers and put them in like the side door wherever I could fit it. And then I always had this urge to throw out food that smelled bad, but then oh my God,
0: that often I good just good.
1: didn't. And like usually once a week, somebody would get really mad and just like purge everything. And then they would send off an email or like a note that, you know, on Friday, everything's going in the garbage. If you don't clean it before then, like it's gone.
0: No, I I totally hear you. It is true. People sometimes eat other people's lunch. I don't really know what's up with that. No, have you seen that? On many occasions where someone's like, yeah, like someone ate my lunch or someone drank my drink or I'm like, what is that? Like, why would anybody do that? But supposedly it happens. Like, I have no idea if it's nurses to nurses or something bizarre is going on, but yes, I have heard food going missing.
1: Okay, is there any chance that someone just thought it was their food? Or do you think people just eat other people's food?
0: I don't know. It's mm. just a bizarre thing. Like I would never, ever eat someone else's food. Like I'm pretty sure that I'd be like, oh yeah, I didn't make this. This doesn't belong to me. I would just be like, mm, I'm going to eat it now. <laughs> That's just gross. I just... I don't know. I I wouldn't do
1: that to somebody. I think the worst thing, though, is when people get takeout. And then, like, it's in those styrofoam containers. And then you really don't know whose is whose if you don't write your name down. And then people just leave it there. And they forget. Or they just, I don't know, it gets shoved to the back. And that's the stuff that always ends up going rotten and driving people bananas.
0: Yeah, sorry. I have fallen victim to that where I've, like, left pasta in the fridge for, like, how many days? And I'm like, (laughs) what? did I leave my container there? And then like, I came back from my 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 five off and I'm like, oh my God, it's growing mold. Like, I'm so
1: sorry. <laughs> yeah, so I, I have actually done that. How about passive aggressive notes about cleaning up after yourself or washing your dishes? You know what? I think, I think that's
0: perfectly fine. And I wouldn't even make it passively aggressive. I'd be like, you should clean up after yourself. Like it's so, I, I used to see it all the time. And maybe that's just a cultural thing where like, you know, if the, if the sink has nothing in it, like, wash it out. Or if you use a plate, you use a, some cutlery, wash it and put it away. But I remember, like, you know, seeing people, like, load dishes in and just be like, oh, yeah, you know, housekeeping will clean it. And
1: I so- know. That was so wrong. Yeah. I couldn't <laughs> believe housekeeping it.
0: Housekeeping will clean it. That's your mess. You clean it up yourself. But I there was a hospital that um, I think we both worked at. They had some very strict rules about making sure that you clean up after yourself. And of course, they did have those, like you said, passive aggressive notes. But you know what, you should clean up after yourself, you shouldn't leave that mess for someone else to do it. Like, I mean, I get it. If you know, let's say you're in a rush or you were eating, and then you had to just throw everything in. Fine, right. But to just do it intentionally, I think that's not
1: cool. I think you're a little bit on the extreme side, because you came to my house recently, and we had made you dinner and you insisted on washing the dishes. And you told me it was like, it is a cultural you thing. You said it was like a West Indian thing. I'm not sure about that, but I, I let you, and maybe I shouldn't have. I let you do the dishes at my house.
0: That's okay. <laughs> I mean, I I wouldn't have offered if I didn't think it was something that, like, I mean, I just feel that, you know, as a host, you hosted us, you had us there for dinner. The least I could do is help, you know, with the cleanup and putting food away. I think that's just the right thing to do, but that's just that's just me, I'm maybe I'm bizarre <laughs>
1: now I feel indebted to you that I need to come over and wash your dishes. Oh no, no, you don't to do <laughs> you know what I've always noticed is like the cupboards are just they're always like filled with the most random crap. there's like decorations for Christmas for like Halloween, it's like all shoved in there, and random like stuff from patient trays, like the cutlery, the plastic cutlery and Um, Like, you know, stuff from someone's retirement five years ago. This most random stuff ends up in there. That's
0: true. And you know what? The other thing that I I do remember seeing, this was before we actually had like different spaces where, you know, sometimes like patient food got put into the fridge as well. And I kind of remember they used to have these, like they'd put the like orange juice, like the little, you know, the little orange juice or a little apple juice, like let's say they a patient needed a meal. Yep, They'd have some of those in the fridge as well. And I remember like, oh no, I didn't bring lunch. And I was like, oh. mm-hmm. <laughs> the sandwich looks pretty tempting. And I mean, I don't think I'd be the first nurse to steal a turkey sandwich.
1: <laughs> I do that all the time, okay? okay. <laughs> let's, let's be real. I would look at the expiry date though. I would eat the one that was the oldest to make myself feel better. Okay. And I'd be like, <laughs> okay. does anybody really want this egg sandwich that's going bad tomorrow
0: no probably not and I mean I'd imagine that there was so much waste too right That they ended up throwing things away and you know me about that too it's just like oh my gosh don't waste this food
1: no that's me that's me I'm like I'm on the same page as you and I think when you work in obstetrics right usually the patients are healthy they're young they don't even want the patient or they don't even want the hospital food they want to go and like get takeout but then they're still, like, getting a meal, right? So so as long as they're there, they're just going to keep, like, not eating their food. And I feel like someone should eat it. And, you know, if they're not going to eat it, it's just going to go in the garbage. That's
0: true. No, yeah. we're the same there.
1: But I think that now with infection control, I don't think you're actually allowed to keep patient food in the same fridge as um, staff food. No, that's changed quite a bit. Typically, there's like a fridge
0: on the unit somewhere that they'll keep their stuff now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's good because I remember all sorts of weird things happening. So <laughs> it was just, and maybe that's sometimes where people's lunches went. You know, maybe it was a patient who yeah, was hungry and had, it was like, oh, this looks really delicious. I'm going to eat this. Mm, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. Right. Here's my last question that I have, at least. Um, is there anything off limits in the break room or is
1: everything fair game? You mean in terms of like what we talk about or things that we do? Yeah. In terms of Like
0: what we talk about.
1: Well, I mean, I don't think you should talk about patient sensitive information because I mean, you always want to keep that within the circle of care. I don't know. I've never, I, okay. I've never walked into a break room and been part of a heated discussion about politics or religion, but I, I wouldn't say that's off limits either. Hmm,
0: that's yeah, I've I've never done that either, but I have walked in where people have had heated conversations and I was kind of like, whoa, what's going on? But I feel like again, that space is it's a safe space, right? Like I've I've come in where I've heard people talking about um, and it was just bizarre how this all kind of came out where someone was talking about their spouse cheating on them. I'm like, whoa, that took a turn, that conversation or, you know, life events, or, you know, even just people asking questions about parenting. And I feel it's just, it, again, it's it's a really good space for people to connect and to share, you know, what they are beyond just, you know, sorry, what they are beyond a nurse working on a shift that particular day. So, I mean, it's, it, like I said, it's a cool space to be in. And I think that I wish that Um, hospitals made them a little bit more nurse friendly in terms of, you know, the layout, the design. I think there's much that is lacking, but who knows? Like I, maybe we talk about in this episode and people will be like, Hey, yeah, we should redesign this place.
1: (laughs) Right. And if you first start on a unit, I would ask, I would just ask, what is the culture around night shifts and the break room? Because don't make the mistake that I made. And go and heat up your meal and like eat your meal in the break room at night when somebody's sleeping because that's a big no-no but you wouldn't know that unless you ask
0: I think um one of the things that I kind of quickly learned is if people are sleeping just be you know be sensitive right and be cognizant that you know maybe that person's had a hard morning shift or you know maybe something happened at home or whatever and just be you know respectful so like I wouldn't go in and like start blaring my music or turning on the microwave. Maybe I'll go warm my food up downstairs. But the the other thing that I, I would like to say, and maybe this is would be surprising to people, is I'm actually a little bit of a hermit when it comes to that. Like, I kind of liked going to the break room when there was, you know, maybe one other person in there, or if it was empty, that was kind of my jam. I just felt like I needed to decompress. Because, like, I felt that, you know, when I'm out there, on the nursing unit, I can, I can get all that talking in and do what I need to do. But I felt that also, I just wanted quiet.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. I kind of was the same way. But I think that some people are really chatty. And you just have to take their lead, like, especially if you're new on the unit, just kind of observe, just step back and observe and see what the general vibe is in the break room before you kind of decide you want to, you know, strike up a conversation or anything like that, or you know, play anything that makes noise, any music at all.
0: For sure. No, I I rarely heard anybody go in and play music, but I have heard, I have seen people go in and do full on like 30 minute conversations on their phone.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, I used to work on the unit where there were people that didn't like each other, right? And if, if one of them saw the other in the break room, they would just turn right around, either take their break at a different time or find somewhere else to eat. Oh good. Like I they would see each other and like, be like nope, not doing that today.
0: Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I think I think that's so childish. <laughs> but anyways, that's that's just my take again. I think that, you know, when it comes to relationships, you should you should always try to find what what's the middle ground and how you can kind of dissolve situations. It's just toxic for you, it's toxic for the other person. Um, And, you know, at the end of the day, we want to see good patient outcomes, so, and we have to be a team, so.
1: Mm -hmm. And really, we need to recharge our batteries, use that precious time that you have down to, you know, get back out there, re-energize, and provide great care.
0: Absolutely, I agree.